Welcome to I Am Divine, mastering your intuition with psychic mediums and spiritual psychology coaches and science of mind practitioners, Paula Hunter and Kim Garden. This is Paula Hunter. And this is Kim Garden. And welcome to another episode of I Am Divine, a spiritual podcast where you will discover your psychic potential within by learning skill sets that develop and master your spiritual gifts. We will teach you about universal truths that will empower you to manifest a life you truly desire. We are here to remind you who you are, the powerful badass that you are, the divine I am. Hello, hello, beautiful souls, and welcome to another episode of I Am Divine. Paula and I are so happy to have you join us, and we are basing this conversation off of the conversation that we had the other night during our live reading. It seemed that all of our readings were turning towards the importance of self care and self-love. And it was amazing to see everyone joining in the conversation, talking about the reasons why they don't take that time for self-care and then going into the reasons that they do do it. So we wanted to make sure we had time to sit down and have a really good conversation with you all about the importance of self-care. Beautiful the way you put it. And, you know, like you said, Kim, this seems to be coming up more and more and more. And I think we take it for granted sometimes. I think we live in this world that is so fast paced with everything around us. And I think especially as women, there's so many responsibilities. It isn't just about themselves. It is about their families and their kids and their partners or whatever else is there. And the reminder of how important it is to come back to self. You know, we use the term daily spiritual practices, which can be a big part of what your self-care, you know, system or things that you are going to do for yourself. And, you know, it is definitely important. I know I was one as a business owner, when I started thinking about self-care too, I was always don't have time, got to do this, got to do that, got to do something else. And just struggling with it because I think this is things we've never been taught. We're Uh always taught do unto everyone else Uh and you put yourself last. Yeah. That was one of the greatest lessons from my guides is they used to show me an image of the old balance scales where you have kind of the one on the one side and one on the other. And they'd put everybody on the one side and the scale would shift. Unless we're back on that opposite side to bring back the balance. They said, you're actually harming yourself. And the understanding that I was just as important as somebody else. So one, I have to take care of myself, but I also have to allow the flow of that to come back to me too. Because what do we usually do? I help someone else. Oh, can I help you with this? No, 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 no. I'm good. Yeah. You never receive it back, right? It's always like, it's easy for you to put out, but not receive it. But I also find too, is that for myself, I know that when I have been in that state of giving, 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 you get so depleted. And I find also that people start to expect it of you so that when you want to say no, you don't say no, because you feel guilty about it. And so you're constantly giving, 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 and you're never filling up that cup or balancing out those beams, like you said. Yeah. And as you said, how important it is. I mean, our last podcast, we talked about the ascension process and the changes that are happening, the energy that's coming in. If we are not taking the time to take care of ourselves, we're going to have a really tough time right now. Because as you said, we don't have the time to nurture. We don't have the time to allow our energies to come back to where they need to be. And also Mm -hmm. having the energy when those obstacles or opportunities for growth show up, we don't have the energy to be able to handle that. Uh So it can impact so many different areas of our life. Absolutely. So if you were to describe 
what is self-care? How would you describe it? When I think about self-care, the first thing that always comes to mind is something I'm doing for myself. Mm-hmm. It isn't about anybody else. Mm-hmm. It can be such a personal thing. For me, it might be just going and sitting outside listening to the birds. Mm-hmm. It might be walking the property with the dog. For me, my motorcycle is a big one, and I've always used it as getting it on there. I call it blowing out the cobwebs. I don't think about anything else. I'm just in that moment. As I said, I live on the coast, so we get the smell of the ocean. You know, I love the smell of the earth after a rain, that earthiness, you know, riding in, all of a sudden you get this waft of flowers. So all these things help me with that. It might be meditation as well, right? How do I come into myself? How do I take the time to listen to my guides who are also there to help guide me? To me, that's also self-care because sometimes I can get stuck in the drama and traumas of my life. And I don't take the time for it. I forget. I shouldn't say I forget. I think I make excuses why, again, I can't. I don't have time. I don't have whatever. And they'll be there to gently kind of wrap me in the head going, hello, you're not doing this. Why not? So if anything I do for myself without somebody else telling me what to do is what I call self-care. I think you nailed it on the head, though, when you said excuses. How many times do we make excuses to not do the things that we know are going to fill us up? And I mean, like, there's a ton of reasons. Like, I could list off my own of, I'm a mom, so I'm always busy with my kids. I'm running from this sport to the next sport to this event to that event. Even I think it's just, for me, I think it's time. I would always say there's never enough time to take that time for myself. When I stop and look at my day, it's like, (laughs) part of my language was like, bitch, you got tons of time. You got time to go and do something for yourself. And it took me a while to get to that point. But I think one of my biggest excuses was not enough time. And if I did do something for myself, I would feel so guilty about it for the longest time. Have you had that happen as well? Most definitely. And again, like I said, being a small business owner, I was working my business six days a week. I had a retail store as well. And that was my biggest thing. I can't. And I did feel guilty Uh for doing so. And it's interesting. You know, we said earlier, Kim, I was always good at giving and I sucked at receiving. Yeah. And I had to learn. So my lesson on that was actually going off my motorcycle. I was going down a hill on gravel and I went down and I broke my shoulder. And the next day, my husband was going out west to work My folks that were around, they were going to Ontario because my sister needed surgery. So I had no family around and I was in this sling. So here I am trying to run my business, even just trying to drive in in the morning, things like this. So I had to rely on other people. When I went down, I had road rash on my forearm Mm -hmm. and I couldn't lift my arm up to change bandages or to clean it. So I would have people that would come into the store, you know, clients that became friends and they would change my bandages. They would help me with things. And that was one of the hardest things for me. I felt guilty for it, mm-hmm. but that was a lesson that I was being taught on. Again, as you give out, you have to receive back. Mm-hmm. And so they put me in a, in a position where I had no choice but to accept assistance. And that was a huge lesson, you know, in the moment. It's like, yeah, this sucks. I don't like it. But again, I always try and step back and say, what is the lesson in this? Mm-hmm. And I recognized that they were trying to teach me that I had to allow that flow to come back. To me, that's still that self-care. I need to take care of myself and making sure that I have what I need as well. And there's no reason to feel guilty about that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's interesting how it always takes something. I don't want to say big, but it always takes something to force you into being like receiving that love. We're so easy to give it to other people, but like you said, we never receive it. And it's always something that will, I don't want to say incapitate, but it it forces you. It literally forces you to accept it. Do you accept love freely now? I think I do better at it. 
I think all the training we did in science of mind and in coaching and, and the trauma work that I did amplified that. I think at that time, that was the beginning. Mm-hmm. I think I still struggled with that for quite a while, but doing the teachings, doing the work. Now I have even more so where I go, you know, it's okay to honor myself. So, you know, if I had say a day I was going to work with clients and I don't have any clients, you know, it's a nice day. My husband's home. Let's take off on the bikes. You know what I mean? I don't feel guilty now to Mm -hmm. say, got this chunk of time. I can go and do something for myself that is going to energize me to make me feel better. And it's okay that I do that. So yes, definitely have gotten better, but I also needed a few more kicks in the pants to get me on board with it. I think too, there's that selfish word that kind of sticks with you as well, where it's like when you start to do things for yourself, there's the fear of judgment and being called selfish. And I know for myself, it's like, especially when my husband at the time was going through cancer and with the kids, it was really hard for me to find that time to do something for myself because I felt so selfish and thinking people would be judging me to say, you should be home taking care of these kids and your family. But sometimes you wish people would understand, and I'm sure they actually do, that it takes a lot for somebody to show self-love. Yeah. It takes a lot for people to show it to themselves. And when they start to actually make themselves a priority, instead of judging, there should be celebrating and be honoring like fucking right. You're doing this for you because you need it. Because I know we all have shit going on in our lives and life can seem so overwhelming. And sometimes we're not receiving that love from outside of ourselves. And so we have to take that time and really shine that love light onto ourselves because we're not getting it from anybody else or anywhere else, which we shouldn't. We really, I mean, it's great. Don't get me wrong, but we really shouldn't have to. That's kind of part of our lesson. But by standing in your truth of saying, I'm worth loving myself. I'm worth going and getting my nails done. I'm worth going for a walk with my dogs. I'm worthy of this. I think we need to do more of that. Yeah. And I think that was some of the biggest stuff for me too, even as far as, you know, training for myself. I'm one who always loves to learn. And there was times like I'd feel guilty about spending the money. And I had to, again, step back and say, how important am I to continue to grow who I am? Yeah. I think self-care also represents setting up boundaries. And I think sometimes we're fearful of how somebody else is going to react Yeah, you know, if I take time for myself. There's so many different instances And I guess you can say reasons why we don't. We can create reasons why we can't till the cows come home. Yeah. But at what point do you go, as we say, I am divine and say, I deserve to have this. I need to have this so I can stay in balance so I can deal with what I need to deal with. Or I can just be a happier person. I mean, it can be simply that, that now when I walk out my door, the energy I'm putting out is love. Mm -hmm. I feel good. And that's going to amplify out to every single person that I meet. Yeah. You're not as triggered by the little shit. You know, I apologize for my language. I I like hearing spirit being like, watch it, Kim. (laughs) But that's how it is. It's like, you are not as triggered by the little things anymore. I keep hearing like, don't sweat the small stuff. And you really don't because when you show yourself that love, you're feeling seen, you're feeling heard, you're feeling valued, you're feeling that love. And that shifts your energy so that when you go out into the world and something happens, you're not instantly triggered by that emotion because you're kind of swimming in that emotion of love and you're able to give it to other people even more. It's like, you know, like you don't mind 
holding the door for somebody and saying, here, go through instead of being like, oh, fuck, I have to open the door for this person. Like, you know what I mean? Like there's a different energy about it. You do things because you want to do things, not because you quote unquote have to or are expected to do them. Right. And I think, again, just coming back to the boundaries, you have so much more confidence to do that. Mm -hmm. And I think at the end of the day, too, it does bring us back to ourselves. Say we're in a relationship that maybe is abusive, whether it's verbally or physically, where before we we just allow things to happen, we don't do anything. But as we come into the self-care, as we come to love ourselves, as we come into that confidence, we can say, I recognize this isn't good for me. Mm -hmm. Step away. And when I say relationships, it can be partner, it can be friends, it can be family. You know, so I think that begins to create boundaries and help us make better decisions to go, is this really right for me? Because we are in a balanced place in ourselves and we love ourselves enough to say, you know what, I'm not going to put up with this shit anymore. Yeah. And I think that's tough sometimes for always doing for everyone else. And we don't take that time back for self. Absolutely. I agree. Yeah. So there's so many excuses as to why we don't do uh, the self-care. What are some of the reasons why we should do the self-care? Yeah. And I think just some, you know, what I explained a little bit there with being able to set boundaries, I think just waking up and feeling good about myself. You know, one of my biggest limiting beliefs was I'm not worthy. Yeah. And so taking that time to self-care and remind myself that I am this beautiful divine soul, the essence of what I am is spirit and the spirit is perfect. I may look in the mirror, maybe not like the sag here and the, you know, the line there, but you know what, this is just one experience of something so much greater, you know, the truth of what I am and that it's okay to, to look in that mirror and be okay with that. Right. doesn't mean I have to, what I see needs to be perfection. It's perfection for me because I know who I am here. Spirit, soul. I know I'm a good person. That's important. Yeah. Where before it was what I saw in the mirror Mm -hmm. or needing someone else to tell me I was doing a good job because I couldn't figure that out myself. Mm-hmm. So the reasons for me was it empowered me. It's helped me to heal. It helps provide clarity for me in my mind, especially with the work that I do. If I didn't take the time to self-care, even after, say, I've done a lot of session work, my body, as I said to you earlier, Kim, I do yeah. a lot of energy work. My body hurts after. Mm-hmm. So if I'm not taking care of myself, I also can't come back and take care of the clients the way that I want to. Because I'm not resting and recharging my body the way it needs to, so I can be the best, you know, whether it's a, a channel or medium, whatever, it's just want to do the best that I can do. Right? Mm-hmm. My body has to be balanced. So there's so many reasons why, you know, it is important. I just saw the vision of plugging in a battery and charging it. And it really is that mind, body, soul connection. Because if we don't honor and take care of that, it's going to manifest itself in in a different way in our body. So like you said, you've set up a system for yourself or a routine for yourself that when you know you've done a lot of energy work to come back and really show yourself that love. It's like decompressing yet energizing at the same time. And that's exactly it. Maybe I'm going to sit in my cross stitch. Maybe I'm going to go for a ride on my motorcycle. Maybe I'm just going to binge watch a show if I want, you know, and not yeah. feel guilty because I'm sitting on my couch, whereas before I used to. And I think that's important too to say is that it doesn't have to be something that really costs a lot of money. It doesn't, it yeah. can be something as simple as, like you said, binge watching a show and not feeling guilty about it. You know, I think that that's an important lesson for everybody is it is something that makes you happy. In that moment, it doesn't have to be, like you said, something spiritual. It doesn't have to be a big routine. It can be something as simple as sitting and drinking that tea outside, you know, like everything you've said, Paul, is so accurate. What are some of the things that you do for self-care, Kim? 
Ooh, um, I, my daily, like my morning routine is huge for me and just sitting down meditating. I've created my own little workbook so that I can ask myself certain journal prompts every day to kind of get clear on my day and then just journaling. I think journaling is one of my favorite self-care routines because I don't worry about hurting anyone's feelings. I don't worry about how I'm writing. I just let everything out. And for me, I'm one of those people who have suppressed my emotions for a lifetime. Yeah. And self-love to me is being okay with my emotions, being okay with what I'm feeling. And if I'm feeling, you know, uncomfortable in my body, then I'll take the next step and I'll go for a walk or get outside in the sun. You know, like there's certain things that I will do, but for me is acknowledging self-love is acknowledging what I'm feeling and then having enough love for myself to take a next step to actually do something about it. Yeah. When we come back to importance of self-care, when you're talking about the guides actually stepped in a little bit too. And I guess we can look at this from a little bit of a higher perspective too. And and I always say that when we come into ourselves, when we nourish ourselves, when we take care of ourselves, it's like the little light that's that's coming on, right? Mm-hmm. Now the energy that I'm amplifying out is of, use the term love and light, but it is more of a positive place. And I keep hearing the song, right? This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Mm-hmm. But as each one of us as individuals come into that self-care, start taking care of ourselves, start resonating in that higher vibration of love and being in peace and enjoy within ourselves, that is that ripple effect out. So mm-hmm. as I said before, all these little lights start turning on. They, you know, So you can think of looking at the earth and it's totally dark and then you see all these little lights just beginning to come on. So as we do that from, I guess you can say the collective consciousness energy each one of us is feeding into something greater and we're beginning to change that higher energy of the collective consciousness. Maybe we'll have to have a podcast on what that is sometime, but we're shifting energies on so much more of a higher level. It isn't just about us. I guess you can say too, we are in a time frame unlike anything we've ever experienced and the energy feels heavy and it feels chaotic. A lot of souls leaving. So we can be stuck in that fear and worry. Or we can kind of go, hey, I see what's going on. I know what's going on. And as I do the work with them myself, I know that I'm helping this whole world. Yes. I'm helping everybody move through this transitionary phase into, you know, when we we talked a little bit about last week, into the 5D and the 6D. So the importance isn't just on a singular level of ourselves, but the more lights that come on, the faster we can move this transition right? Because we're not going to get pulled out into the the drama and trauma of what's happening around us. We're going to see it for what it is. And we're going to stay strong within ourselves and that energy. So I mean, it's huge importance. We don't see it that maybe right now. But it's definitely affecting so many more levels than just our 3D human aspect. I think that's why it's so important to really get out of the thought of everything being selfish. Because When you are, when you, like you said, when you are pouring that love into yourself and it's reflecting as those lights, you're being of service, whether you realize it or not, you are just by exuding that light and that love, you are then, I want to say imprinting that onto other people because it's energetic and it feels good and it lights other people up. And it starts this, like you said, this big, I'm just seeing like this big ball of like shining, beautiful lights but it's of being of service without even realizing it. Yeah. Who would have thought being of service to others starts with self? Yeah. 
things we don't yeah. think about. So the next time that you feel guilty about doing something for yourself, just say, as you said, Kim, here's the battery. I'm recharging my light so I can continue to assist myself, humanity in our world, go through the changes that it's going through. Mm -hmm. That's my job right now. So yeah. how important is that self-care that you're doing for yourself now? I also want to acknowledge too, self-care doesn't have to be just so like monotone. I'm like, self-care can be fun. Like there's something about, you know, surrounding yourself with like-minded people because I like to sit around fires and have great deep conversations. That's kind of, that's fun for me, you know, but I also love going and watching a comedy show. I love rollerblading. I love snowboarding. I love like getting outside and just doing fun things. I like playing and being silly with my kids. Like these are, these are things that bring out that inner child in you that also fosters that self-love. Yeah. And that's exactly it. It doesn't have to be planned. Whatever makes you feel good, makes you feel happy, makes you feel at peace. That is your self-care. That raises you into the vibration that you need to be in to tackle and handle anything that comes at you. I love this topic. <laughs> yeah, Kim, so enjoyed this conversation. And I think we really don't recognize the importance of it right now. And I think it's it's great to bring it up. The guides are bringing it up. It seems to be coming up all the way around. So, you know, thanks for having a chat with me about this and helping people really understand how important it is for them. Uh -huh. I think it's it's reprogramming. It is letting go of the old the old thoughts that it's selfish and it's so fucking soulful. Like we need to really be focusing on ourselves. I was watching a thread, I think on Facebook, where they were saying, you know, the world is coming into all these selfish people. And, you know, by everybody doing all this self-love, it's it's turning into a world of narcissists. I'm not one for getting involved, but I totally jumped in on that. And it's interesting because you're going to have narcissists, but that's based off their own beliefs. Like that's childhood trauma coming up. You know what I mean? Or lifetime, lifetimes of trauma coming up. But I also believe in the power of love. When you make yourself a priority and show yourself that love and check in with your feelings and check in and do things that make you happy, that gets reflected out. And that doesn't make selfish people. That makes soulful people. And that is what then goes out into the world. And that gets reflected back to you and it gets reflected onto them. And I think that that is what is changing. What you're saying is right. That is, it's just so important. So this brings us to the end of this episode. Thank you so much for joining us during our conversation on the importance of self-care. We hope you enjoyed this episode of I Am Divine. And as always, thank you for listening. And if you enjoy our show, please rate our podcast and be sure to come back next week where we're going to have a discussion around psychometry. What is it? How does it work? Maybe we're going to give you a little bit of tips of how to practice it. So until then, this is Paula. And Kim. And don't forget that you are powerful. I am divine badass. This podcast was created by Paula Hunter and Kim Garden. We welcome you to join our private Facebook group, I Am Divine, to connect with other like-minded individuals and be part of our special events that will only be found in our private community. We would love to hear your feedback on today's podcast and on any other topics that you would like to know more about. For more information about our podcast, information on Kim and Paula, our special events, spiritual coaching, training programs, or even to book a private reading with Kim or Paula, we invite you to visit our website at www.iamdivine.ca.